make it move, Javante Davis Living young, got room for patience This a dope podcast, it ain't drugs when we move in Houston, we got a problem, taking off like the Rockets This a three-man weed, coming at you with topics Get to hit me with logic, baby, showtime's back You slow, catch up, you run a 4-9 flat It's imperative, transitioning from changing the narrative You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week Come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it Doing things you can't believe It's the three-man week We come at you with topics No, you cannot stop it What's going on, good people? We are back. We are back with another episode of the Three Man Weave. Uh, it's Monday, January twenty first. Happy Martin Luther King Day to everybody out there. You know, keep hope alive. <laughs> who's with me? Who, who's that with me? You already know it's your boy Hill. Hill gonna heal regardless, baby. Let's get it. You know it. We running the man short. We running the man short. But you know, I'm gonna take over today as your host. I'm AJ El Presidente. So mm-hmm. let them know, Hill, where can they find us? You can catch us on Facebook, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Three Man Weave underscore. We on all podcast platforms, Three Man Weave. You can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Let's get right into it. All right. To get, look, whoa, championship, championship, championship weekend. We got to get into it. Going right into that, right into that, and <laughs> I feel bad for the Saints, yo. Like back to back years, they got out on some, ugh. yeah. Like, like you had the Minnesota miracle, mm-hmm. and now that that pass interference call, bro. Like pass interference, helmet to helmet, defenseless receiver, illegal Dang. contact, something. They didn't like. They couldn't call nothing, not a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was ugly. But but the, the the sad part about it was they was missing plenty of calls that changed the outcomes of uh, changed the outcomes of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it wasn't just that one, but you know when it gets down to those last little seconds, that's when it really really hurt. But it's just like man, like some stuff is like all right, you know, it may have been like uh, a little ticky tack call, or you know you don't. You, you just trying to let him play, but that call, like, bro, he decleated him. If, if they still had jacked up, he might have been on jacked up. And the funny, the bad thing, but he said he did it, so he ain't even lie. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was like, "Yeah, it was passing the friend. So what? Championship, like." And I feel him. Hey, what they gonna do? Say <laughs> so you can't go to the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know. I mean, they did miss. I mean, let's think about this. The other calls that they missed, I'm not even gonna highlight on. I'm gonna just speak on that face mask that they missed on Jared Goff, and it would have made it. It would have gave him the first down. Instead, they had to settle for a field goal, which tied the game up. That that was a key. That was a key play, right? Key key penalty that they missed that kind of changed the outcome of the, of the way the rest of the game was played as well. But let me ask you this: so, as far as that face mask call that went uncalled on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Now I know it 
it was it was real, like I won't say it was borderline, but it wasn't like super egregious where you look like you about to snatch his helmet off. I feel like had that happened to Drew Brees or Tom Brady, they might have got that call, which is unfortunate because you know certain quarterbacks they get certain you know they have that cachet built up where they're gonna get that call. So I think it's just I think it was just the fact that Jared Goff was Jared Goff, and that's the reason why he didn't get that call. What you think about that? I mean, I. I'm gonna just let that. I'm gonna just let that simmer. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you know, superstars get calls, and some superstars superstars don't get the call. I mean, that's just the nature of the game. You got to earn them calls. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, um, the Saints had the opportunity in overtime to go change his fate. That's the also ball, true. The ball was in their hands, and they dropped it. So, I mean, I know we feel bad, and the missed call definitely changed the outcome of the game. But you also had a you had the opportunity to right that wrong. Absolutely. So that's where the sympathy, you know, and the sympathy gets thrown out the window because, like I said, even though you got, you, you may thought you got robbed, you had the opportunity to fix that, and you didn't. So, and it hurts because two years in a row, like something happens, and like you said, the window closes in football like fast. Oh, it it closed quick. It, sometimes, depending on who you are, it, it might just be cracked. Your window might not even be open. Well, I'm not under. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure where to go from here because, like, how can you overcome those two mishaps and think it's going to be your year again? Because it was hard for them to come back from the Minnesota miracle. And Absolutely. They did. Yeah. And then you get ramrodded. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a bar right there. They don't even know it. You know how it goes. You know? <laughs> DNA, what up? Oh, slap my lung. Oh, that's yours. I'm tripping. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, um, yeah, man, it is what it is. We got to fast forward though. It was another game. Yeah. Hey, if it was any doubt that you had about Tom Brady being the goat, is it had to go away from that then and there. Even Shannon Sharp um, gave him love this morning. Like, the GOAT just did GOAT things, yo. And it is what it is, man. Playoff Patriots, like we said, just like Candace said, you do not better get Tom and Bill, yo. Yeah, you're right. It's like, and it was, and I I don't even know what different the Chiefs, <laughs> what, what different could the Chiefs do other than come out scoring from the beginning. I hope you win a coin toss. <laughs> I mean, yeah, once you lost a coin toss, it was over. Yeah, I turned TV off. <laughs> I knew what was happening. Yeah, everybody was full gone conclusion. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I know what's happening. See you in Atlanta. So, so we ain't got to spend no more time on that. We knew knew where that went. Yeah, we but I do, that- do want to ask you, though, like, since Patrick Mahomes, he didn't get a chance to even, you know, attempt – to you know, tie the game up or get points for the Chiefs. You think it's time they need to change the overtime rules as well? Like hell again, no. hell no. Cause they all look. They already changed the rule. Mm-hmm. They already changed the rule. First off, you didn't never had the opportunity at first. Yeah. So yeah. now that they, you you have an opportunity, they went. They marched down the field, and scored a touchdown. I don't have no sympathy for that. Like, but see, I don't. It's not that I don't have sympathy for, but I just wanted to be like. Football, because it's like if you're playing a football game and your defense gives up a point, like they give up a score, it's not like, oh, the game's over. Like, so I don't feel like it should just be if you give up a touchdown, you like, it's game's over, because it's still a whole nother phase to the game. 
And I know I heard uh, Dion say he wants it just to start at the 50 and, you know, and then you play from there. Each like team get a chance, like kind of like college, but from the 50. I don't no. like that either. Like no. to me, like if, if like if we're going to do overtime, at least do your first overtime, like do overtime, like at least make it just like a game. Whoever win the coin toss, they flip, they get like they get they get the kick or receive, you get the ball. If you score, you got to kick off another team, get the ball. If they score, then okay, if like the quarter is out, if that overtime period is over, then do it like sudden death. Well, whoever scores first wins or do it like college where, you know, you got to start from the 50 or the 25. But to me, I feel like it at least should be almost like a fifth quarter where you actually use all facets of football, not just put your defense out there. Because the Chiefs didn't get here on defense anyway. But, okay, listen, they have already, like I said, they already changed the rule. At the end of the day, all we need, all you needed was a stop. You couldn't get a stop. It was that point. In, this is football. We can't keep ha- asking these contact sports to keep going longer and longer than what they're supposed to do. Like, this is a contact physical sport. Like, hey, but you know what? The corner. But you know what? In a contact physical sport, I really ain't trying to lose without a chance. So, man up. How? I don't play defense. <laughs> My 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 thing is though, it, the rule is set up like if you if you hold if you hold them to a field goal you get a chance to rebuttal like you get a chance and... you, let them, you let them march down the field and score a touchdown thirteen play drive mm-hmm. running the ball throwing the ball they got three third downs and I'm sitting here want to change the rules for you I'm not going it's the, out like that. it's it's not just changing the rules for them to me I just think you need to change the rules in general especially in the playoffs. The Saints had the opportunity to score. The Saints had the opportunity to score in overtime. They dropped the ball. And what the Rams do? Exactly. The Saints had the Saints had the opportunity and they didn't capitalize. The Chiefs Rams never had the opportunity. Rams didn't get here on defense either. You feel what I'm saying? But what did they do? They defense showed up and got hey, their team the ball back. If it's if it's between the Rams and the Chiefs defense, I'm taking the Rams defense though. The same team that dropped fifty to fifty? Like they went like I mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Hey, well, well, you know what to do. You know what the draft is. You know what to target in the draft. Defense. Cause hey, I, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm not changing it. They already changed. The rule is fine. Hey, you know, hey, whatever you say, brother. Well, at least now we get we get Marcus Peters in the Super Bowl for, for media day. Hopefully he gives us some entertaining <laughs> stuff. Hold I on, mean, but think about it. Oh, think about it. Think how many ties that we had or near ties that we had this year, this regular season. Mm-hmm. Because everybody was fighting in the, in overtime. Like But that's my but that's what I'm saying. At least at least both at least both teams got that chance. And then so if but you like they defense stepped up. But they don't like it's all about opponents because it's also playoff football, man. It's just like like you can't like to me, I'm just like, look, if I'm a if I'm a quarterback, I'm a receiver, I'm an offensive lineman. I'm not trying to have my season ended off of it's just like when a kicker miss a kick. Like, bro, like, why is it in you? Like, I ain't get a chance. Like, it's in your hands and I don't even get a chance. So, you know, it was plays to be made that you shouldn't put it in their hands. Like, if I'm a defensive player, I'm, the, I'm my pride is kicking in. I'm not letting them score. And that's how you should feel. You a defender. But, you a defender. But listen, that, it, I know they yes, you would like, yes, you are a defender, but it's so many moving pieces in football. It's not just like basketball where, you know what, just give me the ball, dog. Like it's 
there's so many moving pieces. Like you have 10 other dudes on the field that you got to rely on. And yeah, like I may man up, but I don't know what my DB about to do. I don't know what they about like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, who knows? Like it's not, it to me, it's just not that cut and driver. Like, look, man, let's make a play. That, that's easier said than done. Especially if I'm going against Tom Brady. I can't do nothing against him. It's Tom freaking Brady. You felt that way going into the game. So Exactly. You felt that way going into the game and shoot, we made it to overtime with Tom Brady. You had plenty and now, of opportunities. And now I don't get a chance. You had plenty of opportunities to stop. Man, you had plenty of opportunities, I guess, but it, it was so it was so much like yeah, I mean, like Tom Brady, saying, yeah, like Patrick Mahomes, they went down there. The offense went down there and took the lead. They gave him the lead. All we need you to do is stop him, and you can stop him. Cause it's Tom freaking Brady and Bill Belichick, bro. That's Tom like that's like jump. going against the monsters, like but without no secret stuff. Like you just you out there. It's cold. You tired? Like you see how tired they was in overtime. The boys was tired. And you wanted to play some more. Thank you. I want my offense Thank to get out there so I can at least catch a breather, dog. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway. Anyway, who you got in the big game uh, right now? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pick the Rams. I'm going to pick the Rams because I'm biased. Can you explain why you're picking the Rams? Because I, ha- I want Zach Taylor to have a Super Bowl ring when he comes to the Bengals. Had some had some credibility. Yep. You know Marvin Lewis had a Super Bowl ring when he got to the Bengals. I know, but you know what? I don't care because that era of my life is over. Uh-huh. I'm moving on and I'm moving forward. You know, we can't sit here and just dwell on the past, man. The past is the past. You know what? You know, I'm happy. It's just like, you know, you know, when you're dealing with X, you know what? I ain't really even trying to, you know, talk about shorty. You know, like right now, I got this new thing. I think it's gonna be it, it feel good. You know, we ain't even in the honeymoon phase. This that that infatuation phase. We be like, man, I really like Shorty. You dig what I'm saying? So this is where I'm at. Zach Taylor can't do no wrong. And if he come to me with a ring already, you know what? That's my dog. Look, That's he made dog. that he he made that quarterback who he would. I so, and then yeah. man, I just I'm I'm I, I'm just over it, man. Like they been winning Super Bowls all my life. The hates the hate side definitely don't want the Patriots to win at all. So. But my professional side, because the way I stand for, I really do want the Rams to win because they really went for it. Yeah. Think about think about the moves that they all made. The, all those acquisitions, yeah. And they really went for the gusto because last year they was like, okay, we we had a good season, and mm-hmm. we not gonna sit on just having a good season. We about to go for it. Exactly. And they're reaping the benefits because they're in the Super Bowl now. If they win it, or if they don't, but at the end of the day. They went for it, and I appreciate somebody that that's not looking, not gonna let their window close, and not not just relish on oh we went twelve and four, and right. no, we gonna go for the gusto, and hey, going for the gusto, especially in football, man, because it's like you can go twelve and four in one season, the next thing you know, you catch a couple injuries or something like that, and then you nine and seven, seven and nine, and so just because you have a good season, don't mean that you can just stand pat like they what they did is. It's like football is not about uh, like rebuilding. It's about retooling. So you go through your season, you see like, you know what, we can improve here. Even if I have a good player here, but there's someone out there that I can get better, 
you bring him in because you know what? That good player you brought in, he going to take that decent player spot, and then now you just built some depth somewhere else. You know what I mean? So it's just like if somebody go down, you got like if if it's not the ultimate next man up sport, you want to have some solid people who going to be the next man up. You don't want to necessarily rely on rookies. You want to be able to put, you know, these pieces in. And so what like they had, you know, strong, you know, interior linemen and uh, Aaron Donald, what they do put and Donald can sue next to him. Who yeah. does that? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, Dante Fowler out there. Let's go ahead and get some more rushing help. Right. We got, you know, we now got, you know, Marcus Peters, Tlaib, like, yeah. That's, yeah. And then yeah. on top of that, they had the top, top offense last year. He's like, you know what? Let's go get Brandon Cooks. Like, yeah. And, and you know what? I think that's a product of having a younger coach. Because these older coaches, they be stuck in their ways. Or maybe that's... it's just I'm talking, you know, from, you know, Marvin Lewis experience. But I just feel like that. when you – with when you have these old coaches that's been in these positions and they get comfortable, they start like, oh yeah, you know, we'll we'll be back, we'll do it this way, and you know, like we 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 just gotta make a couple more plays next year. Nah, you know what? I'm gonna like we we was good this like we was good last year, but we gonna come back better next year. They think they they think their system is supersedes the players exactly. So that's yeah, not, what I I completely agree with what you say. That's profound. Like you. He's like, nah, we going for it. I'm, I don't care that I'm, 30, what, 33? Yeah. And, and, I may not ever get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going for it now. I'm not about to wait till I'm 60. And like, it's, it's kind of played out in his coaching as well. If you have, like, how he, you know, he's been aggressive and stuff like that. And a lot of these older coaches, they they look at the card and see what the, you know, the card says. Oh, should I go for it on fourth down? Like, bro. No call with McVay. He is the coach. And I'm going for it every time. And, know? yo, Sam Hecker got to be the MVP of the Rams, bro. Like, he always converting these uh, fake punts. It's like, this, this dude's amazing. Like, that's a that's a weapon in itself to have, a, you know, a punter who can, you know, who's, all, who's always a threat to convert a fake. Like, that's a, that's a threat at every single time, like, at every single point in the game. And so, I think, like I said, I think that's just a product of having, you know, these, these younger coaches. They're not, they not out there asking Madden. They actually yeah. they they call in plays. They going you know with their with they feel. They putting their trust in their players, man. It's just yeah. like, hey, let's go for it. Because I've always said, if if it's fourth and one, and you don't trust your team enough to get a yard, you don't even deserve to be out there. To be quite honest, that's a fact. That's a, that's a fact. So hey, you know what? Because like, money don't make no money. Ooh man, ain't that the truth? And if Marvin Lewis won't just, all right, I ain't gonna talk about that. But anyway, so. Um, you see that fight Saturday? You know we seen the fight. You know we seen the fight. I, I yo, on everything I love, I really thought you were gonna start off with the fight. <laughs> I was like, let's go ahead and just get get the fight over with. No, no, no. That's what they did. Got the fight over with. So you, so AB thought he won. You think AB won? <laughs> <laughs> hey man. <laughs> How disrespectful is it when you over here trying to glitch on somebody and he's like, hey, but you threw eight punches like once this whole fight. How you win? Can can I can I can I defend this moment? <laughs> can I try? Can I can I try to defend this moment? Please, please, I want to hear this. Okay. I thought about this too. And I said it. I said it to my friends at at the fight party that I was at. And I said this. I know these fighting purists and the way people watch fights have been like embedded in them and 
I'm starting to believe that controlling the fight has become a, a fighting narrative. And the fact that the fact that Manny was yeah, he was walking him down, he was throwing plenty of punches. He was throwing a lot of wild punches that weren't connected at times. At times. At, at times. So yeah. his counter punches at times were effective. You know what I'm saying? They they were effective. So I can see how he's believing that, like, you know what, Manny really ain't doing that. He coming in throwing wild, but it's really not phasing me. I can so I can see how he yeah, well, knocked him through the ropes one time. Hey, hey, hey. I see, I see. <laughs> like, I did, see, did he forget I that? See, I see how he felt that that way. I can see that. Now, in reality, the boy drunk. The boy drunk. First off, I'm sick. You know what? The old, mm, Go ahead. I'm, go ahead. Because go ahead. Because he he is so frustrating. This is one of the most frustrating fighters I believe of all time. Because AB has the talent. I've told Hill, how long have I been telling you this? Don't put your faith in him. Bro, you know I don't have faith in him. I just didn't that that Manny, that Manny Pacquiao, that was not a good Manny. It wasn't. That was that was and that's what I'm saying. It was an entertaining fight because of the two people that we that we were watching, but that was not a good Manny. But let me ask you, but but remember what I've always told you. When when Bronner fights somebody that's tougher than he is, like that's a like a higher caliber fighter, when he steps up in competition, he always loses. When he fought like when when he got in the like when that Mikey Garcia fight happened, I was like, there's no way AB is gonna beat Mikey Garcia because he's out of his league. Like Mikey Garcia is a tier one fighter, and you start like now you're starting to see like Mikey's mm-hmm. a bad man. So I, I'm definitely sold on Mikey. And AB, he don't know how to do that. Like, AB, when he get in there with somebody that's skilled and just as skilled, if not more skilled than him, he going to lose. And, like, they were talking about how, oh, <laughs> you're 3-3-1 three, three, and one in your last seven fights. All those losses have come to somebody that's better than him. And even he that – about that. Even, even that Adrian Granados fight, like, that – that was like Granados beat him, man. Like that was some. That was that was just a star. Like I won't say a star call, but since AB had that that draw, yeah. they kind of they saved him a little bit with that decision. AB lost that fight. That was some home cooking right there. And so I can see it. Like once he moved up, like AB's not like AB. Once his power didn't transfer to that welterweight level. It was well, over. That's why you see, like, that's why you don't see him throwing as many punches because it's like, I those flurries and stuff that he be throwing, them don't be bothering no, nobody up at welterweight. I cannot agree. I cannot agree with that, my brother. And I'm tell you why I don't agree with that. Because the reason why I don't agree with that is because he doesn't continue throwing them. He he for some reason he has it in his mind that he's a defensive fighter. So his, his defense is 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 below. Below average. I'm not gonna say it's garbage, but your defense is not your strong suit. So your that's that's my point. That's that's my point. Yeah. Huh? That's my that's that's this is my point. So when he got up to welterweight and his power didn't translate, and so those punches that he throws they don't connect, and he don't have it like he don't have great defense. Those welterweights are hitting you back. <laughs> they're not just like letting you throw punches and then you know they walking through them, but they're not doing nothing. They hit back. They not they not the heavy bag. So. Even at, even a Manny Pacquiao who's not at his best, if 
Floyd, I mean, if Floyd, if AB was throwing more punches to open himself up earlier in the fight, it would have got bad for him. Because you see, once he started, you know, getting through those gloves and really started connecting with those flurries that he was throwing, oh, it was over for AB. AB didn't even throw a punch in the 12th round because he's like, you know what? This dude finna knock me smooth I know, out. I know, I know, like I said, once again, I always can see to you in the boxing. But for some reason, and in this instance right now, I can't, I can't see that because if he would just, because Manny was throwing stuff and leaving his chin out there, like he was. Manny has always fought like that, though. And I'm, and, and I'm saying, if he would have, and if if AB would have just let him go, and and trust and trust your chin, I, I believe it might have been a different fight. He he has to throw them hands, like I said, he has to throw them. But his, see, his, that's his only, that's his only way to win. You have to throw them hands, brother. But my, but this, that's what I'm. T- I, this is, this is why I'm. This is why I'm saying what I'm saying is because he knows he has to throw these hands because it's been. That's what like the last, how, the last what does he know that we his train his trainer tells him every fight we yell it at the TV every fight everybody talked to him about it and they even brought it up saying you got to let your hands go, but when he get in there like like Mike Tyson said everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. And it's just like, yeah, I know I got to throw these hands, but if I throw these hands, I might get punched. And one of, you know, AB's biggest things is he's always a, a strong fighter where it's like he doesn't get knocked out. But it's a reason he don't really get knocked out. It's because he going to try and protect himself by any means necessary. And it's not necessarily throwing those punches and letting his hands go because if he's letting his hands go, it makes it like, his, like he's going to really get exposed for not having a defense. And I'm sorry, like if he had been throwing – if he would have thrown as many punches as Manny Pacquiao was throwing throughout the fight, I don't think I don't think he would have made it twelve rounds off the strength of Manny Pacquiao. He's fought against way heavier punchers and fought this same way. Manny Pacquiao takes a lot of punches, but Manny Pacquiao throughout his career has been able to just walk through your punches and hit you from weird angles that you're not expecting, and there's no worse punch than the one you don't see coming. And if AB get caught one of those, he going to sleep. And so it was it was almost like you could kind of tell it was almost the same as like that Maidana fight, where it's just like we gonna we gonna throw these hands and some of these is gonna get in. And that's what happened. The more he just started wearing him down and throwing punches, they just started getting in. And you know what was funny? Now we had these conversations in, in, in private before. And I and I told you, I said AB's a tune-up fight. I, I said AB's a tune-up fight. You said, nah. He's not necessarily a tune-up fight, but is he a tune-up fight now, AB? For for a top hey. for a top for a top one forty-six fighter? Don't disrespect me. My name is AJ, not AB. My fault. And you from the you from the natty. You know what I'm saying? You for the hood. <laughs> he not from my hood. He, not hey, from the he, hood? he did that for his hood, not my not hood. Your hood? <laughs> not my hood. Anyway, but no, nah, yeah, like coming into now, this fight, coming, into, coming into this fight, I said he needs to win this fight if not win it it has to be competitive oh, this wasn't a competitive win. fight no he had to win and yeah now he's a two-up fight i i can't see anybody at 147 who's gonna be calling out ab so where does he go from here 135 <laughs> i mean that's all i can figure like, that's all i can think I, it's, there's no fights for him at 147 there's none so tell me so tell me wait and 135, where can he go? Who can he fight? 
I don't know. I don't even want to. Maybe, he, maybe he's a tune-up fight for Bud Crawford and uh, Lomachenko or something like that. One of them you two. And the funny thing, but I was drunk at the time, and I joked. I said, he might be an undercard from now on. Oh, easily. See what I'm saying? Like, this fight, this, the hood is let down, brother. Like, you're done. You just just go back to rapping, yo. Just go yeah. back to rapping. But you know, also, you on, the flip, on, on, the, on the flip side of this fight, I think Manny Pacquiao not knocking AB out is going to hurt his future. Even because Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao is one of the greatest boxers of our generation, but him being on, you know, him being 40 on the downside of his career, not being able to knock out a fighter like AB, it's going to be hard for him to get those top tier 147 guys. So like Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, Errol Spence, like, I don't, I don't see that happening just because coming off that fight against Lucas Matisse with that knockout, I'm like, oh, snap. But I just don't see, like, to me, I feel like Matisse is a, a tougher fighter as far, to knock out than A.B., even though A.B. doesn't get, you know, knocked down. But I just feel like Matisse, he, I guess, you know, they say styles make fights. So, you know, him, you know, actually being, a, you know, a fighter and, you know, being in there throwing those hands and he got caught a little bit more by Manny may have caused him to get knocked out. But it's just like, dog, you're supposed to knock A.B. out. And that's how, that's how you get those top tier fighters. But so, I don't know. But, so so I, I think, I think Manny might be a tune-up. I won't say a tune-up, but Manny's going to be that, he's going to be that stepping stone fight where you got to beat Manny to show that you can get one of those top tiers. And and I, I don't see him beating nobody legitimate. Yeah, not no more. The way though, cause like I said, the way he fought A B leaving himself out there, I'm, any of these top tiers, I, I think they'll walk the dogs with Manny right now. I think he's a money grab right now, and I think his best bet is to go try to lure Floyd out for another money grab and and do that. And you know what? I think it's kind of almost the same, you know, style that is going to get Flo- that can get Floyd out because seeing how Manny wasn't able to knock AB out is kind of like when Manny was trying to get him out the last time, where it's just like, okay, Manny look a little bit vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I might be able to just come out and you know hit him, you know, hop in the Philly shell, throw throw these counters and, and come out with this decision. So I think that we might be in for you know. I don't know if like I would care to see it just because there's so many other fights that you know I'm excited to see anyway. Real, so if it real. happens, it happens. But I ain't really I'm not really pressed to see. I it. don't want to see, and I'm not paying a hundred dollar pay per view to see Floyd and Manny. Nope. And honestly, I I've never like as much as I've you know respect the game of boxing. I've only like I've only paid for a Mayweather fight once because to me. If I'm paying a hundred dollars for a fight, I'm trying to see action. But Mayweather, he's most people buy those Mayweather pay per views because it's you know boxing is the most racially divided sport. If you and so the black people, we gonna go for the black people. The the Mexicans and the spent like the Hispanic fighters, they got the they got all of you know Mexico behind them. Those European fighters, they got all of Europe behind them. So a lot of people, they either watch a Floyd because they want to continue to see Floyd beat up on these other people who want to see him lose. Or are you tuning in because you tired of Floyd mouth and you want to see him lose? Right. Me, as a just a pure boxing fan, I'm trying to see boxing. And 
I'm not trying to see somebody who's just trying to protect their O. And he, you know, he, he, but he does it. That's what he does. And that's his style of fighting now. I can't, res- I can't hate it because, you know, it's his style. That's, that, you know, that's his style. He made, he made his money off of that. But me paying a hundred dollars, never. No you know way. You know what's crazy? Even though he lost, I still would rather see AB versus Floyd right now. I think the I think the lead up would be a lot better. It was, oh, they would definitely sell the hell out of that fight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think the lead up would be a lot better. And you know what's crazy? They actually like Manny. It was like you see Manny with Michael Blackson trying to like promote the fight and stuff. I think yeah. that might have been the best job Manny has ever done to sold the fight. Cause yeah. you know what? When this fight was made, I was like, I ain't really too excited to see it for real. And I love Manny Pacquiao, but I'm just like. I don't really want to see no AB fights. I don't want to see him fight nobody, though, to be quite honest. But I ended up still watching because they, you know, I, I I was intrigued. The social media build up, it got me. I was I was a sucker for the marketing. AB owed me $20. That's all I know. Well, one of y'all got to pay me. Yeah. Ask, go back to the hood. <laughs> now I want to spend your money. <laughs> <laughs> but look, all right. I know last week we didn't know what was going on because we were recording the show. But once we finished the show, we got it on social media and we seen it. And what we seen was Clemson eating McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's on the good plate at the White House. And everybody Duh. was shocked. Duh. I feel so bad for them. Like, can you imagine? Like, hey, bro, we just, we just, we just ran through Alabama. Alabama. We national champions. We finna go to the White House. Mm-hmm. I'm about oh, to oh, get oh. me some fillet mignon, bro. Like uh, from the White House, porterhouse. You dig what I'm saying? You know, I, they they cook it the 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 medium rare. I don't even eat my steaks medium rare, but I'm gonna eat it medium rare this time because that's what the fancy people do. Mm-hmm. And you get there, and it's a Big Mac, cold fries, mm-hmm. pizza, mm-hmm. Burger King on plates. On plates. On hey, don't plate. disrespect me, dog. We got hey, you know, with the <laughs> with the with the climate that we in and stuff like that, and you know how a lot of people, you know, they decided, you know, people have like especially like pro athletes, they decide to skip the White House trips and stuff like that. You know how mad I would be if Dabo had to convince me, like, you know what, we're one team, we're going to travel together, we play together. And I get there, and they offer me a quarter pounder with cheese. Quick mm-hmm. cheese. Hey, yo. I'm messing up everybody on the recruiting trail. I'm like, yo, don't come here. Yo, you mean Bro. to tell me that they had fast food at the white house bro we took we took a trip here like i could have stayed at the crib we could have we could have threw on some madden had a nice little uh madden tournament in the locker room had a little party had club dub like the uh chicago bears do you made us come to the white house for some mcdonald's bro you know how many mcdonald's we passed on the way (laughs) (laughs) bro i I had mcdonald's at the rest stop with a coke and it was hot every exit it was a mcdonald's so we drove from Clemson, South Carolina to Washington, D.C. 
You know how much security they had to go through just to eat McDonald's? Bro, like, I'm not going through security to eat McDonald's, dog. In a suit? I'm in my good suit? I ain't even had no suit all of college. I got to get a suit to come to the White House, and you feed me McDonald's? Man, hey, bro, somebody got to see me, dog. But the funny thing about it that got me, that had me weak was everybody was shocked. And somebody really had to explain to me, like, they like, hell, you bugging. Like, I'm like, why are y'all surprised? Like, I didn't expect anything less from. <laughs> hey, but, hold on, but this, but this is my favorite part. The whole explanation where it's like, well, because of the shutdown, we don't have chefs. So I bought burgers, some of America's greatest food with my own money. I could afford that, brother. Bro, you are a billionaire and you bought us burgers and pizza. You couldn't even go to Olive Garden and like fake it and get us some pasta. You couldn't go to Outback and buy some steaks. He didn't have the decency to go to Chick-fil-A for him. Bro, and you know what? I wouldn't even have... Look. I bet you they wouldn't have been mad. How can you be mad at Chick-fil-A? Everything is made with love. I bet you... I bet you he could have brought all the Chick-fil-A workers into the White House and they would have just served Clemson at the seats and everything and a whole bunch of my pleasures. Can I get you some sauce, sir? Would you like, you know, a refill on your lemonade? Bro, you feeding me McDonald's on a plate? On a plate. Cold quarter pound. Four, four, four. Hey, that's the ultimate disrespect. You had to see me, dog. For real. Hey, on a a lighter note, I would have been punishing them quarter pounders. Hey, you know what? I definitely would. I definitely would. I definitely might have took something to the crib too. Like, hey, you know what? They free. You got plenty. I took plenty. Oh, uh, yeah, I got some extra max sauce. My book bag would have been filled. Ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing like a quarter pounder with some extra max sauce on it. I love me a quarter pounder with max sauce. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why, but it, you know the, the Big Mac cool, but that quarter pounder with cheese, some max sauce, and and the, and, the, and the lettuce, the little shredded lettuce. I don't even. I ain't had McDonald's in a minute, but hey, that 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 you know that's a delicacy right there. I always make the best of my my business. Oh, absolutely. And I'm telling you, I'd have loaded up. You know what I'm saying? I'd have tweeted. I'd have missed my frustration. But I wouldn't have been hungry tweeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so but I can't I, I feel so bad for them. That's that's my thing. I, I, I really feel do. bad for the players. I really do. Like this is this is one of those moments, despite how what you think, you know what I'm saying, about about the president, about the about the office. Getting to the White House is a, is one of those monumental moments, and you just know for a fact that it's supposed to be special. And you get there, and you got four, four, four. You know, like, and that, that that's my issue, man. He he took that he took that moment from them. Yeah, it made it about it. It, 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 it made it about them because you know what? Had they come in there and it was still some stakes and stuff like that, and he was like, I paid I, I paid for it out of my own pocket. You know what? I'd have been like, you know what? I kind of respect that, bro. That'd have been a good deed. It looked better. It'll 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 look so much better because you're not like giving these college kids the food that they eat in college. Like at least you're giving them you give you're giving them a different experience. I'm not saying you got to go to you know STKs or something like that and buy them you know the most expensive stuff. But hey, bro, like you can't that, find no other. So all all the caterers is just government. Chipotle. Chipotle cater, Chick Fil A, like they give you the big, you know, hundred piece chicken nugget platter. Like you getting me some burgers, dog. And what make it even worse? 
as soon as he did his little, you know, spiel about what he just bought, he left. He ain't even stayed with the players. You know, at least, you know, the other presidents, they at least kick it with you for a little bit, you know. Hey, hey, how you doing, son? You know, great game. Before, he left. And before we had one of those, like, I'm pretty sure all the presidents don't stay at the event and they leave. Hey, at least they smart enough to mingle with you before they just peel. He at least, like, and hey, it, hey. so at least if you if, if 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 people see some pictures, you go you at least see somebody talking to some players or something, and they get hand you the jersey. They even give him a jersey now to play the game, but he don't care that much. That that's how he move. He gangster boy. He hey, he gangster. I I, I I ain't got a whole lot to say about him, but he <laughs> he he a stone cold gangster. He real. Yeah, yeah. he definitely real. What you I you know. got you got anything? I mean, no, just uh, you you got my cash app, right? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got your cash app, brother. All right, man. Well, thing, dog, you ain't gotta go look for me. Don't send, <laughs> don't send the whole hood for me, bro. But yeah, so oh, poor Mellow. I just want to say that before we get up out of here. Poor Mellow, and it's and it's real sad how they doing Mellow. Cause what did Mellow do? To deserve this treatment. No, seriously. Like I, I, it's, I, I, it's getting I really to the don't point know. where it's getting sad that you're treating a future Hall of Famer like this. Like he get he about to he getting it worse than Rudy Gay almost because like he a Hall of like Mello, a future Hall of Famer, dog. Future Hall of Fame. Mello is one of the best scorers <sighs> of all time. Mello may be in one of the top ten, may be a top ten scorer of all time in his era. Like that's just, not a far fetched statement. Like, and you treating this man like a thot. Like, it ain't been the away. same. It ain't been the same since uh, Tommy slept with his shorty, man. And that's and that, and, and that's and that's sad. Like, and that's sad. Like, Keisha, he even, he even broke up. Like, come on, Keisha. Yeah, she. <sighs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like. But she did take him back. Well, I don't know if she took him back, but they posted a picture. I'm so I'm happy for bro. At least he can go home, be with the kids. That's the thing. She took Tommy back. She knew she was gonna take Melo back. She ain't acting. Yeah. Hey, she, she just playing who she is, huh? Sad man. That, that's that's why she. That's why it's looking good. It's natural. But it's hey, natural, but it's sad. What 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 do you think? This got to be the last year Melo does this. But where do you think Melo can go and be effective? I know. Did we talk about Melo before on one of these episodes? I'm aching. I'm I'm aching cushions in, bro. I don't even. I can't even think back that far. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, at this point, he either gone. I mean, I just feel like Bron. That's Bron. Do this with his with his with his partners, man. But does that fit? Like, I understand that LeBron. That's his guy. And he want to help his guy out, but does he fit with the Lakers? Like, does he fit? No, at all. Because I mean, even if you even if you put him with the second unit, like, he just gonna stop the ball, and I feel like it's gonna affect the growth of those young dudes coming off the bench. I just don't think he fit. I mean, I would say. Go down there, join Dwayne Wade, but Dwayne Wade on his farewell tour, he don't want you yeah. messing that up, especially yeah. if it's about to be your farewell tour too. What about what about the Spurs? Hmm. What about him coming on the second unit with the Spurs? Hmm. 
never really thought of that. I could picture that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I feel like Pop, you put him like you just you give him the pop, man. And Pop can figure out how to use Mellow effectively. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like. I I, I really do like that. That was definitely just off the top. Cause would you get? What about Golden State? I mean, not Golden State. Um, New Orleans, the Pelicans. The Pelicans need all the help they can get on the offensive end. That's what I like. To me, I feel like give him to, you know, the Pelicans, just get some type of extra scoring, you know? And it's like you said, he can come off the bench and he can he can be interchangeable with Randall. Um, AD was uh, Miricic, that's his name. Yeah. Like, Andrew Luck, right? Pretty much. They the same day. You never seen them together. I ain't never seen them together. And you can put him like who who is they started? I was um I was clowning the other day. Like he was trash. Anyway, they have a trash. All of them. Like, I don't know the Pelican Bronx off the top of head. I'm not, I'm not even gonna spend time to look them up. But they need all the offensive help that they can get. Like, come on now, like, come on now, like Melo just awful. Like, yeah, especially like to me, like if you if you're lacking a creator and a, like a, a score, why not call Melo? Why point, not? At this point, it, he did like I've. I will understand if Melo had a bad attitude. He was just leading the league in text and just doing all this. And I'd be like, okay, you know what? They're trying to humble him. I understand what they're doing. Melo been a good dude, man. He don't deserve this ridicule and the way they treating him. Like, he don't deserve this. He don't, man. Melo gotta, Melo gotta hit. He gotta hit the leagues with the "so what are we" conversation. They can't keep treating him like a side joint, man. Like. Mello, Mello needs some answers, and I, I, I want him to get answers. I don't, I don't like how they doing, my, my guy, man. It's starting to look bad, but yeah, we got um, we got we, we really got. The, I, I know I got some topics that I had, but I'm, I'm gonna table them for next week because I think they'd be better for for a three man conversation. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, would you, you got, you got something? No, brother, I'm good, man. You know, we about to be on this little hiatus until the Super Bowl. So uh, we about to, uh, this is the time we need y'all questions. Submit us some questions. Because it's about to be scarce up in here. So please, if you, if if it's anything that's, you know, on your mind, something you want us to, to discuss, let us know, man. Reach out to us and we'll definitely dive into it. Um, hit us up on the email, Instagram, Facebook, or if you got a, if you got our numbers, man, shoot us a text. Um, I'll put D Hill's number on the Instagram. That way y'all can reach out to him. Please, please don't do that. <laughs> Student loans already looking for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, don't do that. Don't do that. But like you said, you want to um, see your questions in, you can email us at podcast.3.man.weave at gmail.com. Instagram, 3manweave underscore. We're on Facebook, Three Man Weave, all major podcast platforms at Three Man Weave. You can text us if you got our personal numbers, but DM us, email us, send us your questions, but we're going to need them. Next week going to be dry. Super Bowl, NBA still regular right now, but we're going here. We're going to be here for you. And I'm Hill. That's I'm AJ. It. Hey, Cannon, you had to handle some business, but we the Three Man Weave and we out. 757. Two, two, six. <laughs> yeah, look where it ended, right? <laughs>